Art Talk, a place where artists talk about art things and stuff about creativity to help you do art stuff too. Test, yeah. test, 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 test. Good. All right, cool. Are we excited? I'm excited. It's fucking been a while. It has been a few weeks. Yeah, it's, it is good to be back here. I mean, you got to abide by the law and we couldn't be here for a little bit, but now we're back and it feels good. Yeah. I'm excited to just we're talk shit for a bit. Freedom Day. Freedom Day. It's the day that we've come out of our second lockdown. Yeah, which felt like the forever. This lockdown was more intense, I felt. Yeah, I think you can really feel it in the people too, though. Mm. That's what made it feel weird for me. And just missing those little things like going out and having having food and, you know, sitting at a cafe and just having a coffee made for you and all those little things that you really appreciate and you aren't able to do and just socializing in general i'm a social person so i love being around people and giving someone a big squishy hug and i mean still not being able to do that is is a bit hard but you know this is one step in the right direction i think i think the world yeah hopefully this new premier said that it would probably not going to be a circumstance where we're back in lockdown but Mm. if we've learned anything the last couple of years is anything can happen so yeah, that's Let's right. take it as a lesson to appreciate our freedoms. And I, yeah, I've been out doing lots of jumps. I've seen that. Yeah. Boys back and active. Boys back and active. It, it feels good, doesn't it? it oh, man, my whole day, exercise. I, I forget it all the time. During lockdown, I really dug deep in work. Yeah. And really built a solid foundation. Yeah, I really thrived through lockdown, which was awesome. But I just hadn't been doing my regular training and... You know, a w- you don't realize how much that plays on your mental health too. Oh, the my- first day I went back to the gym, I had a smile ear to ear as well. I was just like, "Fuck, I've missed that." Yeah, well, I was in yeah this gym air locker here in Newcastle, and they got the high altitude is their whole uh-huh, thing, uh-huh. and I literally had a smile from so cheek good. to cheek. I was Isn't just walking that- walking around with the biggest <laughs> smile on my face the whole time, and I was like, "What's going on?" I'm, like, I'm just so happy and I and it was buzzing. I didn't. I didn't even have a coffee that morning. There oh, go. there we go. Don't get into that routine. Anyone that goes, you know what? I'm going to cut coffee out. Like, you know, man, I'm just going to get back to the ruse and fuck off all the toxins and shit. Don't do it because chances are you'll be back on the coffee bender a month later. <laughs> You know, there's no point. Yeah. No, no, no. I just, it just, I didn't need a coffee that morning. I'm still drinking my coffee. I love coffee. Yeah. It's, it's the light of my day. Good. Good. All right. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a podcast and that's really because we've, we've been so busy because of lockdown mm-hmm. and the gallery was pretty crazy. Gallery's been pumping. Yeah. And now we've got decked out coming. Maybe we can have a quick talk about October. We've got one coming well, up. I realized today that Halloween's on the 31st of this month. Yeah. I saw a cheeky little nod to that somewhere and I was like, perfect idea. Why don't we run two events on Sunday the 31st, get the band back together. Yeah run a kids class in the morning from 10 to 12 let them do the full dress up thing it's like a little pre-drink for those girls. Yeah. <laughs> before they go out and, and knock and run and do the trick-or-treat thing they can get dressed up and, and come and paint some skateboards and get some inspiration around that and then we can get the over 18s in for after dark from two to five and i thought you know what why not yeah so yeah so looking forward to getting everyone back together for that decked out halloween after dark that is online on the website right now there's only one class as well so if you want to come to that i reckon book it pretty quickly Mm, get amongst it so yeah i do have a topic for us to talk about and this is one it's going to be a question at you and we'll set the intention of the talk about and it can go anywhere this is usually how we roll we rocked in and i was like so what are we talking about today and he's like i've got a topic i've got something written in my phone and i think 
for anyone that's listened to the previous episode, it's probably something that's been on most people's mind and that one where it's like, can you just talk about that already? And that's just like how to make money out of your art. Mm. So the intention for the topic today is, yeah, if you're an artist and you're sort of at that level where, you know, you feel quite confident in the art that you're creating, but there's that gray area, that place in the middle right now where you may be a little bit too scared or you just don't know the process mm-hmm. of going from creating art from for fun or, or something that you enjoy doing to actually making money out of it. So, yeah, I, mean, I guess it's just a question straight at you. Like there would have been a point in your journey and we, we have briefed on some of this in previous podcasts, but it's I think it's direct, like almost... That day that you decided, which I guess Ego had sort of given you that confidence to do it, how did you transition from being a tattoo artist to actually making money out of your art? Yeah, sure. So, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. The starting point for me was creating that initial Meriwether Beach artwork, which was something I'd found my niche. I'd figured out the style of art that I wanted to share Mm. and that I was happy to create if I had to for the rest of my life and I wouldn't get sick of it. Wow. So, I think anyone out there that's trying to find their little niche, what style represents them best? What do they enjoy doing that's not going to become old? Mm. Um, if, if that is your, your end goal is to quit your day job and make money out of art. First thing to address is, yeah, what style? Who am I? Like, mm. what am I known for? So, I'd establish myself wanting to be a surf cartoonist, essentially, and tick off all the locations that people love to go and, and fill them full of personality and, and create art full of color and, and make it really fun. And Ego was the one that said to me, if you want to make some money out of this, why don't you do a bunch of prints? And I was like, prints? What does that even mean? And he was like, you know, you replicate the first artwork and you hand number them and hand sign them and you basically sell them for, a, you know, cheaper than the original, original so everyone can get their hands on them. And I was like, I remember sitting down and almost having a conversation with myself and I was like, okay, so how does how does this work? How many prints do I do? What does that look like? And once I released that first print run, I did 200 prints. And I think I put it on Instagram somewhere over the space of three or four months selling 200 prints at 200 bucks, whatever that equates to. It was, you know, it was in the tens of thousands of dollars. And for me at that point, you know, I was tattooing, just transitioned from tattooing at home where I was making still good money, like cash money, you know, like tattooing the boys and 200 bucks an hour or something. Great money. Yeah. You know, and I was probably just pissing it up the wall. (laughs) But I'd made that choice that okay, I don't want to tattoo anymore because it's, for me, I'm talking about me here, not for everyone. For me, it it was something that came from a negative place. Mm. I was doing it not because I enjoyed it, because other people said that I was good at it and they wanted that from me. Mm. And I guess that was the big question. It was like, do I want to create art that makes me happy, that, that fills my ego, or do I want to create art that makes other people feel good about themselves. Mm. And that was the transition. So, it was like, okay, I need to create artwork that people want in their home. They want to invest in it to make them feel good. It it was about taking it away from me. I don't want to feel good about the artwork. I want someone else to feel good about it. And I guess the only way to do that, to get it in front of a lot of people quickly, was to sell prints. Mm. Okay. So, I was like, what do I do here? I started doing print runs at office works quickly realized that the quality was shit mm. there was no one locally that could provide that service for me to give a high quality image and turn it around quickly and efficiently 
So I invested in my own printer. Mm-hmm. So after that first print run, I invested fifteen, twenty thousand dollars into the top of the line large format printer, and it was bigger than my bed. Mm-hmm. So I had my bedroom with at that time I think I only had a King single, and next to the King single I had a large format printer that when you started it of a morning, the bed would shake. It was like feeding paper through and it was jolting the bed. But yeah, I think once I started to figure out that that was a, a good way to make money, I was also conscious of flooding the market with too many artworks. So, yeah. it was like, where do you, where's the bar that you set? Do you sell a thousand prints? Do you only sell 20? And I remember at that point, after the Meriwether Beach artwork, I only did 25 of each print. Mm. So, just say, for instance, that meant- off each print run, I was going to make ten thousand bucks. Mm. Sell the original for five grand. That's fifteen thousand dollars per artwork. Have an exhibition, do twenty artworks. That will get me through the year. Mm. While then, that ticks over. So what, what we're getting back to here is how can you make money from art? Mm. That allowed me to sell artworks and have that disposable income that's ticking over through a website while I'm then able to go out and paint murals and do all these things. So, Mm. I think that's what everyone's trying to find at the moment. You see all these influencers on Instagram and, you know, the models that are out there and they're they're putting in the hours. They're doing Mm. these big days where they're out there in front of the camera and they're making real good money. But everyone at the end of the day is trying to figure out how they can make money by doing less. Mm. So, it's working smarter, not harder. So, you you found your auto income, which was your prints. How does your art talk? Email sean at mitchrevs.com. So, I'm going to take it right back because there's, there's a few things. And I'll say the first point that I would flag is find your niche, which is super, super good. For me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm learning to sketch and, and that's something that resonates with me right now is you know, I'm, I've decided that anything I'm drawing right now, uh, I'm drawing about parkour and parkour culture because that's what I've spent 15 years doing. And I found that as soon as I put the pen to paper, ideas wasn't a problem for me. I, I've got so much in my head that I could draw right now. So, it's for just sure. learning the process. So, but then even doubling down that, there might be a niche that I find within that, a style. I've got to still find my style within that. You know, the stuff that's performed the best on my social media at the moment was some calligraphy stuff and then one of the drawings. And so, I'm still in that experimentation process, which is super fun. So, I love that first tip. One thing I just want to get a definition on or, or explain a bit because there's going to be a range of different people that listen to this. And, and it was something I didn't really, I'm a photographer as my main passion and and I didn't know about this. So, could you just explain a little bit about um, artist reprodu- reproduction, no, artwork reproduction? Because I was blown away when I watched Kelly do that for the first time. And yeah, that might be something that someone's not aware of. For sure. Well, from, from a, pho- a photographic point of view, all you need is that digital file, right? Yeah. As a service that we provide, which is different to everyone else, we can set up someone's artwork file at any size, A2, A3, um, 10 by 12, whatever size the printer prints up to, and we can basically replicate prints of the photograph. But talking from an artistic point of view, if someone does an original painting and they want to turn it into prints, there's two different ways you can do it. If you have created your artwork on a medium, say if you if you paint watercolour or you're painting on Archer's paper, we can run that through a large format scanner that we have that's fed off the, the printer. And what that does is it keeps the image flat so you don't get shadows and different forms of light hitting 
the medium that might be off the page. So yeah. a lot of a lot of artists these days are doing abstract work, and because the paint's nice and chunky, you'll actually see if you shoot it with a camera yeah. to replicate it from the top, you'll get weird shadows from where your lights are. Yeah. Some artists like Prudence and Brittany Ferns, they want that. Yeah. So, we shoot it in harsh light with a camera so yeah. we can basically know where we want the light to come from. Yeah. So, yeah, there's two different ways. We can shoot it with a with a, a camera and then upload that onto the computer into Photoshop yeah. and set the image up or run it through a scanner. And then, yeah, basically you have that digital file forever. So, if you do go on to selling your original artwork, you still forever have a copy of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, is that, that what you wanted to know? Exactly. Yeah, an abridged version, I guess, is if you've got an original artwork and you want to you, you, you want to sell the original, but you also want to sell prints, then, yeah, there's a way to do it. And that blew my mind when I saw Kelly, like, the integrity of the original. Mm. Some of them, I've seen artists like Brittany Ferns, some of her artwork get replicated and- you know, Kelly's a color artist by trade, you know, colorist. And it's incredible. You put them side by side sometimes and they're the exactly the She's same. She's got a really good eye for that. And I'll definitely give her that. It's It can be hard because I know myself, I see colors different to her. So, mm. like, I might see things a little warmer and she'll, she'll, she'll point that out. Yeah. And I won't want to admit it, but she's right. <laughs> she's good at what she does. One thing I want to say is with the print world too, I'd always... For the first few years, what you're trying to do here, if you want to make money, is you want to get your art in front of as many people. This was going to be my life. next point. It's like, it's it's also how to get it seen. Correct. Right? So one, we're doing that with our technology. It's on our phone. We're sharing it on Instagram. We're doing all these things. Through that, we're marketing the print. So therefore, we can sell it. Just say, for instance, in this case, we're going to sell a hundred prints. That's your artwork in a hundred homes. How many friends are going to see that artwork? So basically. My idea was I'm going to do prints of my works for the next two years. For me at this point, I, I don't know, there's probably thousands, potentially tens of thousands of my prints out there across the world. How many people is that exposed to? A mm-hmm. hundred, thousand, a yeah. million people? Absolutely. And then the idea then is say in five years, my goal was to not do prints ever again mm. and just paint originals. Okay. So then, therefore, you're reducing the amount of the work that goes out. Mm. And talking back to profits and things before, just say you'd sell 100 prints or 20 prints to make 10 grand. Now, you can just sell the original for 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. So, you can make the money because the demand's there that people want it. Mm -hmm. And I guess- that's just the way that I'm going to do it. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You and, you're and that's still, the beauty of it. You're still on that trajectory? Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Art Talk. We talk art here and we create it at mitchrevs.com. So we've got a couple of points there. We've got uh, find a niche and then we need to get your work seen. We've spoken quite a lot about uh, tips to, to get your work seen through previous episodes of the podcast. So if you want to learn a bit more about that, there's there's some episodes previously that will give you some in-depth and some strategies there. So I think we've got the two tips there. From the next step here, it's like sort of a practical standpoint. What type of platforms? Because there's there's a myriad of ways that, that people can get their work you know services for it there's some some of our artists use some services online that that stock like a lot of artists and then there's kind of your own direction that you can go which is what we sort of do which is like independent artists where you create your own website what would be a couple of tips there well it depends on the kind of artist you are again like for me those online websites like blue thumb and greenhouse interiors a lot of those 
businesses are selling original artworks, right? And I feel like they they trend a lot. So at the moment, people are dressing up these modern homes that have that neutral color palette. It doesn't appeal to me because my stuff is super niche. Mm-hmm. I know my target audience and it's not that. It's hyper color. It's location based as well. So for me, I know how to market my artwork and it's it's not that platform. Yeah. But it's great. Like a bunch of the people that we look after and re- replicate artworks like Xander and Prudence and Brittany and all these people, they're selling on those platforms and they're killing it. They're crushing it. They're selling original artworks overnight. Yeah. What was the other one that you sp- spoke about just before? Well, then the independent route, like some practical. I mean, we use Shopify at the moment and I guess maybe the 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 bottleneck there and where it would be a bit more tough is there's a bit more manual work that goes into those platforms you have to fulfill all of that yourself there's not things like drop shipping so it becomes a bit more of a business very quickly that comes back to the question that you ask yourself at the start is do i want to make this my job mm. and you know at that point for me the second i hit go on that large format printer i was essentially setting myself up for a gallery which yeah. which we've now got so That's the thing you need to ask yourself. There's a lot of people that don't want to go down that road because A, they either don't know, they're not business savvy, they don't know how to go about it Mm. and, you know, they just want to make up, let someone else do it for them. Yeah, well, that's very interesting because that's that's a great question. It's a question to ask yourself. Do you want this to be a a side income or a full-time thing? Because, you know, I put a couple of mine online already and a few people have asked me if they could buy copies and... I've already felt into that whether I would like to or not. And the answer is like, yes, I will at some point. I still want to keep creating and I don't want money to be even put into the play right now because I know from my own life experience with parkour, for me, sometimes when money starts paying on the, on the line, it can it can deter me a little bit. For sure. So, I'm not ready to do that yet. But at some point, I, I do want to do that. But I don't want it to be my main source of income. I want it to be a little side thing that I sell. Sure. And it'll be super niche, uh, super exclusive, maybe 20 prints, 25 prints at a time. And I'll just do it as, as that side thing. However, for you, this is, this is the life that you've created. Like, you know, this is your whole business. And, and so, that's a great question there as well. And I was also, I was in a position where I was able to do whatever I wanted at that point. Mm-hmm. I, had the, I had the world by the horns and it was like, I have no kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm young. I just finished school. I had enough money there to back myself because I was living at home. I had all these things that made it easy for me. A lot of people that are starting this journey when they've got two kids and they're a stay-at-home mom and they just go, all right, I'm off work for 12 months. I'm really good at what I do. I'm Mm. super passionate about it. My friends are all doing it. I've got this community of artists around me that are crushing it and I want to be that person. Where do I start? Okay, it's not realistic for me to have my own gallery. That's cool. Why don't we look at a local business in this case, it's us, the Mitchroves Gallery. We tick all these services to make it easier for the artist. So, mm. that was my goal with this. It was to help people enter the artist market or that world and have guidance mm. at an affordable rate. Because for me, I was getting pants by companies that were doing it shit. Yeah. And they weren't educated about what they were telling me. Yeah. So, I was kind of leaving every situation going, fuck. What just happened? I feel like I've just gotten a little bit dumber. Yeah. And my artwork doesn't look great because they didn't pay any attention. Yeah. 
So there's there's a service for everything you need. And wherever you are in Australia, it's like, I'm just talking Newey based here. But there are people out there, there are artists that can help for whatever level you want to enter. And if there's not someone that can f- facilitate you for what you need, you're the best person for the job. Go and yeah. figure it out yourself and invest in your own stuff and do it. Cool. Get started. I've got one last yeah thing to, to ask you about this. And that, and that would be, if someone decides to go down this journey, what are a couple of of lessons a couple of things that you've learned along the way that you could share i think where i'm thinking here is if they want to do it long term you know Mm -hmm. if this is a journey they're about to endeavor on you know a couple of points that you might have of things they could skip along the way easy lessons i think the first lesson from this is treat it like any business if you want to take this serious Mm, you've told you've shared that before and i really that that mindset from the start serious business plan take Mm. it serious like don't just go all right i'm just going to start doing some artworks and hopefully they sell and if they do sell Mm. then i'll figure it out yeah i kind of did a bit of that Mm. and then a year later spoke to a business advisor that said hey if you did this at the start you'd be a lot further along the way yeah and you would be a lot more educated about that so treat it as a business Mm. write a business plan write those things your goals where you want to be in five years where you want to be in 12 months what things you're struggling with what you want to learn and do your research Mm. so figure out what it is that you want another thing as well is don't cut corners so i think in this day and age everyone with digital the digital world everyone's trying to do shit real quick and just Mm. be successful straight away and cut cut the corners do your ten thousand hours put in your time, do your research and be inspired by people on those digital platforms rather than looking at them negatively and going, I just want to be them. Mm. You know, like yeah. be inspired by that. Yeah. Draw inspiration. Like everyone that I follow on my Instagram, I'm feeding off them daily mm. on the gallery page and my personal page. Like, yeah. yeah, we all have those times where we go, fuck, this guy's killing it. I wish that was me. Yeah, And that's a good thing. But yeah, th- this is your own journey. Take it serious. And another thing as well is don't do things cheap. Mm. There's so many people out there and I was one of them that like Officeworks, great example. Yeah. Okay, so if I go to Officeworks and print it rather than a local specialised printer, I'm going to make more money. I don't think we're ever getting an offer- Officeworks sponsor on this podcast. No, well, <laughs> fuck Officeworks. No, I still, I, still bu- I still buy shit from Officeworks all the time. Yeah. All I'm saying is their print and copy section is just people that want a job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're, yeah. they're not educated about printing for They could artists. be, but generally speaking, most of them are, you know- uh, Fuck that. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't go back on my word now. No, but what I'm saying is like, when it comes back to like presenting your work- Yeah. Look at your work like your- like the artist that you aspire to the most. Yeah. You know, whether it's that Ken Doan or Loonig or Mike Eggleston in my situation. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. How are they selling their artwork? Because at some point, if you're taking this serious, in five years, you're going to see your artworks that you created when you first started and how will you see them through your eyes in five to yeah, ten years? Yeah, wow. Will you go, fuck, wow. I want to hang that on my yeah. wall. It's in a Kmart frame. Yeah. It's on shit paper. That's a huge one. No one wants it. Yeah, wow. Like how much more expensive is that first artwork that you think shit at the start, how much better and more valuable is that going to be if you 
took pride in it. Yeah. You signed it. A lot of people forget to sign artworks when they start because yeah. they don't take themselves serious. Wow. If you don't sign something- Oh, these are, this is good. Did you yeah. sign that? No, I works? haven't. You didn't fucking I, sign I, it I because haven't. you didn't take it serious. Wow. You just wrote something to put it out there in the universe. Yeah. Right? And that's the first step of looking at yourself and not taking yourself seriously mm. as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, we teach kids when they do a picture at school, sign it. Yeah. Be proud of it. Yeah. So, why has that changed? Mm. Is it because you feel like if you sign it that someone like me is going to judge you and go, fucking, what are you signing? Yeah. I mean, there's the, all those things go through people. Yeah. My and head, people, people say, yeah. Yeah. So, like, take it serious. Yeah. Wow. Sign it. Date mm. it. Write a little note in the back. Yeah. Because you're going to look at it in 10 years and go, fuck. Yeah. Leave yourself memories along the way. Like, all these things that I did, too, because I knew at that point- Oh, this conversation is a game changer for me. Yeah, but it's true, man. And yeah, like I made mistakes and everyone does. You learn from the mistakes. But Mm. like you've asked me to tell you what people can take away from this to make it easier for them. Yeah. And these are things that I feel like would be of value. Yeah. And I I quite, it's so funny you said that because I quite often romanticize about certain artists that that I look up to trying, because I like, I'll go on deep dives sometimes looking back at, you know, artists or creatives or actors or, and like I always romanticize about the, these things, the se- mm-hmm. secret messages. I always loved to, f- to believe that they, ha- they knew exactly what they were what doing. What they were doing, yeah. You know, like maybe even someone like Heath Ledger, right? Like I've looked so, I've watched so much about Heath Ledger and like I, it all sort of the catalyst was that final Joker character. And there's a part of me that believes that he, he kind of knew that that was going to happen, you know, and, and as you dig deeper, you can start to find these little Easter eggs along the way. And you're like, wow, like where the magic is, right? Exactly. So yeah, that's, this has been a really impactful conversation. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. And I mean, let's leave this open to if, if you do have more questions that, you know, I can only tell you what I've experienced. So I'm not a, I'm not a, educational you know book here um but if you do have any questions that you think i might be able to answer feel free to shoot them through to our instagram handle mitch rose gallery or on facebook and we'll do our best to answer that yeah wow awesome you smashed it out of the park i did this is i love these impromptu conversations and i tell everyone don't give me questions at the start because i'll moth it i work better just going on the fly I've, i've got one last thing i want to add i'll i'll yeah, very quickly it's just because i've had this conversation with quite a few young people like early 20s lately and it really is and it goes back to something you said today about you know planning five years ahead and it comes from my experience like really i'm just like putting yourself in that position to uh, we're so caught with our our social media generation right now where we we want this quick easy growth and and everything's right here right now but really just visualizing five years from now and how much growth with consistency over time with any of these whether it be with your art or with selling art or any journey where we're going on that that the amount that can happen in five years and if you just stick to it what will happen in that time and it has yeah like two or three people have come to me recently who are like incredible at their modality or their art and they're sort of like asking for tips of like how to grow how to get more followers and i'm just like every time the answer is stick with it stick with it yeah absolutely the evidence for me in my life has been i've seen it happen so many times in my own creative career and then people around me i have friends that have millions of followers and and this and that and their work is wide seen and i remember when they didn't 
mm-hmm. and all it is and it's so clear in my head it's like i can remember the day of zero and the, the day of, of wherever it is now and it, the only, the common denominator always has just been showing up yeah and that's yeah. it I don't think that was a question. You just told me a bit of information, yeah. which is great. Oh, no. I, oh, sorry. I, I, sorry. <laughs> like, I got one more question for you. Oh, okay. No, that's, that was great. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to share that because it came up for me a couple of times. And it, there has been a few people that have just come to me with that same conversation recently. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to speak that out loud because, yeah, he's just showing up. And, you know, for a long period of time, I'm sure you've got in your own period, like, could you imagine five years ago you'd be where you are now? No way. Yeah. No way. And it, it, it is easy to get sidetracked and, and that's fine too. Mm. You know, like if you had it mapped out and stuck to it, you wouldn't find all that, you know, gold along the way too. So, just give yourself a rough plan. It doesn't have to mean that in five years if you don't hit those points that you've failed mm. by any means. Yeah. And the most important thing with this whole art experience is bring yourself back to the main thing on that business plan at the top should be have fun. Because, oh, that's that drop the not, mic. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you're not if you're not having fun, it comes back to like passion over profit. Yeah. You know, that was something that I wrote at the very top a year into it with the business advisor. He was like, What are you doing this for? Like, mm. what's your key here? And it was like to, you know, get value and have fun out of what I'm doing and make a bit of money. Yeah. And so it was like passion over profit. He was like, You'd rather have fun and make less money then have a shit time and make more money. Yeah, so, wow. figure out what it is that you're trying to chase and, yeah, enjoy it. I think we should just stop talking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Shut you for up. listening. <laughs> Art Talk with Mitch Revs and Sean Wood. Paying us a five-star review on iTunes.